back to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray, and tonight I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Ash, we have Bobby, we have Devin. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hey. What's up, y'all? Uh, hi. <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, we are a horror podcast that likes to talk shit and have a good time. I think that sounds pretty official. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but before we get into... Um, tonight's subject, you're next. What have you guys been watching? Ash? Well, I, I, about oh. say, I was waiting for someone to say my name. <laughs> say my name, say my name. It's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, hmm, what I've been watching. I finally watched, what's that, The Beach House on Shudder. Okay. And I love that movie. I need to go back and rewatch it, and I hope Shudder release it for, um, uh, for you to buy it because i know they've been doing that with a couple of their movies and i've been seeing them at walmart so hopefully fingers crossed they release this one because i really like it but yeah i haven't been uh i've been i guess i'm gonna make this like a a weekend routine i'm gonna introduce my mom to a, a movie and try to like picture her reaction so if you follow me on twitter you probably see me posting like her reaction to terrifier so i'm trying to make her into like a meme so retweet. <laughs> I love <laughs> <But>, it. <laughs> I like that she had already seen Evil Dead 2013. I was salty. Because <laughs> we're like 15, 20 minutes in, and she's like, oh, I've seen this. I said, excuse you? <laughs> but yeah, she claims she's already seen it, or maybe she was too scared. I don't know. But um, well, I tried to get her. feel any better, you inspired me to show my girlfriend for the first time last night. <gasps> Yay! Um, she thinks there's something officially wrong with me now. <laughs> there's more questions about what do I get out of horror versus about the movie. I mean, at least you didn't show her truth or dare. Oh, Like no. I showed my book. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Which truth or dare are you talking about? What's that, 2013? Okay, not the Blumhouse production. No. Yeah, I just that been... That grit. Yeah. You should show her that, see what she... Her reaction... But let's not. But yeah, I just been watching movies here and there, and yeah, that's just about it. What about you, Bobby? Can I interject uh, one more time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Blumhouse's Truth or Dare started Christy McNichols, I couldn't mistake that movie easily for After School Special. That's it. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I've been watching a lot of throwback stuff. Um, I've been watching, like, my, I've been, I took a trip into, like, nostalgic land, so I've been watching a lot of Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff, um, just reliving those good old memories and going, and as cheesy as some of those episodes, um, are, uh, I mean, a lot of them are just still good, and I don't know, I, I just been in that world lately. Um, I also watched The Beach House, uh, of course, did a review on that, watched The Lake of Death, um, and I think that's really it. I Where can watching... people find that review? Oh, you can find that, <laughs> re- <laughs> you can find that review on my YouTube channel, Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S. Um, and yeah, The Beach House review is pretty good. Um, and yeah, that's all I've been watching, guys. Uh, what about you? Devin. Man, I've been watching all the horror movies. 
movies. So <clears throat> I've seen the beach house. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched all four of the Jaws movies. Damn. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> America. Um, I, I also watched um, Into Sweet Blood of Jesus recently and Eve's Bayou. Ooh. Because uh, the boyfriend has never seen them before. So it's it's been pretty horror over here. And that's a new word I'm coining is horror <laughs> I'm glad so. that people are starting to recognizing Eve's Bayou as a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, do they not? I know some people didn't. I don't know. You know how people are weird about yeah. labeling movies, but it's yeah, definitely sure. a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And fucking A. Debbie Morgan should have gotten an Oscar nomination at the very yes. Her performance is, is insane in that movie. It's worth watching just for her performance, but there's so many good so many good things about that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and uh, what else did we watch? We watched something else kind of trashy. It's going to come to me. I'll probably bring it up like mid-podcast when it comes to me. Okay. <laughs> Just forewarning <laughs> you. <laughs> what about you, Gray? What have you been watching? <laughs> I have... Um, I've been revisiting some of my DVDs because I realized I didn't open them. Um, so I watched the Omen 4 the other day. In case you never have, don't do it. Is that the I, one when he's an adult? It's when she's a girl. Oh. Huh? It's his daughter. <laughs> Hold on. What? Right? Yep. Yeah, she was thinking about part three. Yep. Okay. She's like a senator. Okay. Oh, I have seen part four. It's been so long. Okay, sorry. I can see why it never struck my entrance. Not because there's a girl in the lead of Damien, presumably, but it's just uh, it's not a good movie. It, You know, when I look at movies like that being constructed, I'm like, how come no one's ever approached me to make a movie? Like, I feel like I could just throw out some ideas and let's just have people laugh at it 30 years from now. <laughs> but um, so there was that. I'm still waiting on 13 Ghosts. Maybe well, I'll get to see it tomorrow. Hopefully. Mine was supposed to come today and UPS was like, nah, you ain't getting that shit today. Damn. <laughs> oh, wait. And again, I know they have nothing to do with whatever the Postal Service is doing. I know those men and women are working very hard not to catch COVID. I'm just saying, I think I bought this shit back in February or March. Mm. Damn. Uh, it's been a while. Like, as soon as it went on sale, I nabbed it. That's how I felt about the whole sleepaway camp thing. <laughs> See, so this makes me nervous. Emotions. This makes me nervous for the Friday Thirteenth box collection. Not gonna lie, you might be better off getting it from Amazon. Oh All my right. gosh! I think I uh, might do that. And I go out my way to not order stuff on Amazon if I can help it. And but this is this is one of the reasons why people do flock to Amazon because of consistent service. Um. Yeah. Uh, did any of you order the A twenty four Midsummer? Mm mm. I can't remember if I did or not, and I can't find the email. And it doesn't mean I didn't do it, because, like, even the Omen, I forgot that box set was coming. This thing just takes so long. Um, Wait, so does the box set have Omen 4 as well? Is that how you watch it? Yeah, 1 through 4. Oh. How much was it? Uh, $40. That's not bad. Yeah, not at all. I mean, now that I've seen 4, mm-hmm. 
Okay, y'all gonna put y'all gonna put some respect on Delilah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not her fault. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, so you know, I've also thanks to Ryan at uh, Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, I started Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one today. I am really looking forward to revisiting my old friends and uh, hopefully finishing it up by Sunday. Nice. Are you going to do Angel afterwards? You know, what? Mm, yes, maybe. <laughs> Angel is something Because when the character appeared on the screen for the first time and him and Buffy meet, um, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot there's a whole nother spinoff. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I don't know how I completely forgot about it because I actually like Angel more than I like Buffy. But, um, you know, whatever. <clears throat> So, thank you, Ryan, for bringing me down memory lane. You guys haven't checked out his latest episode of The Croaker Queen and... I'm going to fuck this up, Ryan. I'm sorry. Goblicant. Uh, <laughs> is his latest episode. Maybe it's Goblicant. Um, anyway, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, what I've been watching. Question? Yes. Has anyone, this is, I guess, for everyone, uh, watched Lake of Death yet? I have. No. no. Did that just come out? Yeah, uh, last came, week. Yeah, it came is out that, last week. Is that a shutter? Yes. Uh-uh, I haven't watched that yet. I could tell by Bobby's enthusiasm that he was <laughs> unknown. <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? <laughs> oh, you guys can, like, hold off on it. <laughs> that's not the one with the alligator right no no what's the one with the alligator in the pool i think it's they just called, dropped it's called the pool oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lake of death is like i will say the movie is shot gorgeously like it's beautiful but you can just tell that they didn't know what to do with it. It was like all over the place. Like you got hints of like Evil Dead and like Kevin in the Woods. And it just like at first you see like, all right, maybe I do get a little Evil Dead in here. Then towards the end of the film, it just kind of falls short. And I, I got bored with it very, very quick. So I, that was like my first and last time ever watching that film. Uh, you did better than me. I did not finish it yet. I was like, this is more <laughs> like a morning watch. This isn't my prime time attention giving watch. I guess we'll just go ahead and segue into it. So I have a theory. New Mutants has a panel at Comic-Con this coming Thursday. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the only logical explanation for them to have a panel for a movie that is so old would be because they're going to do something non-traditional. And I think it's probably going to be a screening of the film so people who have tickets to Comic-Con or whatever can see it, and then they'll be directly available on Disney Plus right thereafter. And yes, I said on Disney Plus, not Hulu. Mm Mm. <laughs> I think they have to shake it up. I think they have to show that Disney Plus is something you should subscribe to. And it's not going to be like Apple TV when everyone's year subscription runs out and everyone bails. That is so rude. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just just a thought. <laughs> I'm just over the whole new mutant thing because I mean, if you listen back to our older episodes, probably like a year ago, I was talking about how how I was so excited for this movie, and it keeps fucking with my emotions, so I'm over it. <laughs> and like I told you on the group chat, it better be one hell of a movie. Right. It's not. It's, I have a feeling it's not going to. Because they, they had to go back and do some reshoots, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm done. And I'm like you. Like, I did, like, top most anticipated, like, films, like, last year. And I did it twice for last year and this year. And each time it just went down. <laughs> and now it's just like, I, I don't care anymore. I give up. I just don't like it. Like, I asked y'all earlier, like, would y'all paid like, the 20 bucks? <laughs> y'all was like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to uh, pay that amount, so I will not. Uh, yeah. Ask me in a year. Because <laughs> I honestly don't think that. I'm, and, you know, Marvel fans, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I don't know everything there is to do with this. But I am aware that this was a Fox property when it was filmed in 2017. Mm. <laughs> Not counting the reshoots. Mm. Um, so the only character, I think I've said this before, that I'm familiar with is Magic, who is Colossus's sister. And uh, she is a badass. But in no way do I see a way that this film, even with the reshoots... Uh, that they can link this to the current Marvel Universe. So I don't understand how you can expect people to pay top dollar during a recession. I'm calling it a recession. It hasn't been technically called a recession yet. I think you have to have like five or six months to be a recession. But we're getting there. Um, to spend money on such an old movie that's not connected to any current projects. Unless they can ex- use this to explain why we haven't seen the mutants in the Marvel Universe because of someone casts a spell. Were they planning on, like, linking it to the MCU, or was it just supposed to be separate? No, this only existed in the Fox MCU. I'm not even sure if they ever called it MCU. Yeah, I think it was just separate. Separate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's treading the same waters that Blade gave us of an actual comic horror movie. Uh, so that was exciting. I guess that's why it's on our show, in case you guys were wondering. Um, but I don't have high hopes for it, but I'm hoping Friday morning when I wake up to give it a watch. If this movie gets pushed back a year, I will laugh so hard. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this movie or why it's so cursed. But um, I, I hope that you do wake up to watching it on Friday too, Ray. <laughs> It's been like a long time coming for this movie. Uh, un- unfortunately. Uh... Anyway, <laughs> so to, uh, news. I'm not sure how many actual Conjuring fans there are in the world. I happen to be one. Uh, the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, has been pushed back to June of 2021. Called mm. it. I don't think anyone is surprised here. You didn't hear much promotion about or anything about filming the movie, so. Well, I right. do know that they were actually trying to do reshoots, like, this month, if, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, so it's kind of a blessing and a curse that it got pushed back because it, now it allows them to do the reshoots or film additional scenes properly. I wonder what the uh, reshoots entail. I don't remember hearing anything about a test screening. That's why I say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see. No, it won't, because it won't happen. It doesn't matter. But I guess it was a good <laughs> sign of, you know, we never got a trailer. We never got a teaser. Uh, very little promotional stills released. We barely got a synopsis. Right. Yeah, well, for the time, we just said the third installment of the Conjuring yeah. universe. Well, now they said it's supposed to be like a little, it's supposed to be the most scariest case and it's based on a little kid, like a little boy. So I don't. A little boy, I thought it was based on a man who claimed to be a werewolf or something. (laughs) Well, you know, as long as it takes us time to come up with a different title, then the devil made me do it. I'll be happy. That is an awful title. It is. Oh, maybe it's like. Not by her parents. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that Is out. it too soon? Oh. <laughs> Cut out the show. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So we'll we'll press on, move forward to our main event. Your next. So, hold on. Let me fact check this. So I think 2011 at the Toronto Film Festival, and then it came out in the States in 2013. Okay. Well, thanks, Ash. Welcome. Your next, the 2013 or 2011 film, is about (laughs) a dinner party gone awry. The um, Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the mother and father, mother played by one Barbara Crampton. A gang of mysterious killers soon... No, this doesn't make any sense. All right, we're going to stop with that. So basically, a family gets together on their parents' 35th wedding anniversary, and uh, all the siblings come home, and during this dinner party, I guess you can call it, one person is shot through the fucking head with a crossbow, or with a bolt, I guess, from a crossbow, and uh, carnage ensues. And it is directed by one Adam Wingard, who I think... Did a segment on VHS. I didn't bother to look that up either, but his name sounded familiar. Written by Simon Barrett, starring Sharni Vincent, AJ mm-hmm. Bowen, Wendy Glenn, Joe Swanberg, T.I. West, and of course the before mentioned Barbara fucking Crampton. Yay. Can I just say she looked good in this movie? Like, how old was she supposed to be? Uh, yeah, there is a problem with her natural good looks and yeah. that she wasn't really that old at the time of this filming. Um, so they yeah, try to make her look old, but... Yeah, because I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so when I rewatched it last week, I was like, wait, she's supposed to be the mom? Yeah. She like she could be the same age as dumb. It just looks like they dye her hair to make her look, you know, older or whatever, but she looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time, oh, at the time she was 53. 
Let me let me do that one more time. I'm not saying I have the best math. She could have been there. Yeah, mom. she was 53. Yeah. She just looks well or does has great work. No shade. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> she and takes looks care great. Of care of herself. Yep. Um. So I guess she just looked better than her age actually is. Because she could be their mother. Yeah, uh, she's and she's great. I know her big breakout role was the Reanimator. Yeah, um, it was. What else was there? I mean, I know she's had a lot of films. Was there like Puppet Master? Uh, okay. She had like a very small scene, and like small, sorry, character in Puppet Master. She was in Castle Freak. What else was she in? Body oh, Double. Okay, Body Double. From Beyond. Yep. She's definitely a horror. Queen. And I think oh, she was on a soap opera. Well, she was a young. She was also Chopping Mall. Let's not forget that one. Oh yeah, Chopping Mall. She was on Spider Games. I used to love that show. Okay. Oh, I don't even know what that was. And it was the Lords in- of Salem. Oh yeah. Oh, and she was in the. Were you talking about the first Puppet Master or the last Puppet Master? The first one. She's in the Littlest Reich as well. Uh huh. She plays the sheriff. Yeah, cop. Uh, that's one of the only things I remember other than the toilet bowl scene. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So do you guys remember your first impressions of this film when you saw it either seven or nine years ago? <laughs> yeah. I do. Lay it on me. Well, I remember when it came out because it's it makes sense now that this screen at film festivals before it had a wide release because I do remember there was a lot of buzz around this movie um, that it was like a, a new hip original home invasion thriller but people were also saying it's a dark comedy and so that's what drew me to it because I love dark comedies um, there's some comedic elements but I wouldn't go so far as to label this film as a dark comedy but I, I really really enjoyed it and it's it's a film that I know like the back of my hand now because I've seen mm-hmm. it so many times. I, I really enjoy this film. And what's interesting is the um, a lot of the people, especially the, like the brothers and, and uh, the character Tariq, played by Ty West, he, they're all film independent filmmakers. So it's kind of cool to see this this community of filmmakers who are part of the, the mumblecore scene like come together and make a horror movie. Is it Ty West? <laughs> I've heard it's Ty West, but it, she, it all, for all I know, it could be T.I. West. Who knows? I'll stick with Ty. That makes more sense, because I felt weird calling him T.I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a great film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I remember the first time I was watching this, and I was—I I just loved home invasion films in general. Um, so just the trailer, I was like, it just drew me in. But when I watched it for the first time with uh, like my boyfriend, we was watching it like in a you know cheesy, watching it in the dark alone or whatever. And he jumps really, really quickly. I don't. Um, <laughs> I love so, how you distinguish that. Because <laughs> just being a horror fan, you kind of you could just sense something's coming from a mile away. Where I guess the average viewer, they probably just you know they don't really watch horror films, so they probably just don't know what to expect. For me, I knew exactly what was going to happen and what to prepare myself for, so it got home a little bit more 
Um, but I enjoyed it overall. I didn't some it was certain obvious things in the movie that kind of caught on quickly with um like the character um Crispin. Like I knew he was up to something. Um and also Z just it was just like li- these little small things in the beginning of the film down like all right, it's gonna be something up with these two. Something up with these two. And I or I was kinda right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll probably I'll go along with Bobby I remember um, my this girl I used to be like really good friends with we used to go to Blockbusters and this is when Blockbusters you could they kind of try to do the the Netflix thing like oh you can rent movies mm. online and have it like sent to you and return it to the store stuff like that and <laughs> right and I remember we rented this movie and they're being all extra like, oh my gosh, it's so scary. And I'm just sitting there with my popcorn in hand like, oh yeah, bring it on. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the good stuff. But um, I enjoy this movie a lot. I've seen this movie so many times. I could just tell you all about it. My only problem is I wish I would have seen this in theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately didn't have the chance to do that, but yeah. I really love this movie, and I like how it had a whole twist to it. Not your typical final girl. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that this movie was impactful in that manner. Uh, Aaron is a final girl like we've never seen before. Uh, it also impacted me in such a way, like, I remember the theater I was at, which I can't say for a lot of movies. Like, I know where I was for Nightmare 5, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Grindhouse, Kill Bill Volume One, uh, and You're Next. I was at Alamo Draft House. Like these oh, you uh, saw theaters. Napoleon at theater. Oh. Yeah, I saw it in uh, Richmond at the Bird Theater, um, which I'm not even sure was open anymore, actually. But um, I remember watching this film, being blown away at two things. One, this is going to be spoilery, but people, it's been years. You probably already know this. Nothing new. Um, <laughs> But I love at the end credits that, well, right before we get to the end credits, we cut to her accidentally murdering the cop that shot her, Aaron. Um, And then if you watch the credits, there was indicators as to what happened afterwards. So Aaron is being held as a possible suspect in the murder case. Mm -hmm. And Drake and Kelly are still alive. So there was potential for a sequel that never got fleshed out for whatever reasons. But just the little, like, hints that they put in the credits, I thought that was fucking fantastic and genius. And I was like, this film's awesome. That went over my head. I yeah. didn't know that. I have to rewatch those credits then. Oh, okay. So at the end credits, when uh, everyone has a little Polaroid, like that's on a suspect board or whatever, right. crime scene board. Everyone who is dead has an X by their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake has a faded X. It's not bright. So you could presume he's in a hospital, life support, whatever they're going to do with that. Kelly doesn't have an X at all. Uh, Everyone else hmm. does. What? Did her that phone? Wait. <laughs> uh oh, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> Kelly got told up. What happened? She did. Well, she got bludgeoned in the head with an axe, but it doesn't, you don't have to die from that. It's like did she get an axe head. to the head, though? Like it went in her head? Yeah. Yeah. Through a window. Like to the face and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how they would explain it. 
But mm. if this is new, especially for you guys listening at home, watch the end credits again. I mean, I've watched the end credits and I've noticed like it says suspect under Aaron and the X's, but Kelly, really? Hmm. Yeah, all I mean, that Viking issue. How taken. they would explain that? Yeah. If I would have known that this was going to be a talking point, I would have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the end. But I, I, that's what stuck in my mind in watching it. I was like, oh, I can't wait for the sequel. I would love to see this. I even ran scenarios in my head. So it's like, all right, Aaron has been through this, but we want to continue her story. How do you do that? She's being held by crooked cops that know the family or whatever. Her mother, maybe played by Tony Collette, another Aussie, comes to rescue her, who spent the same amount of time at the survivalist place. And then we have another action film that's directly correlated, but we can go in a new direction. That's a good idea. Hmm. I like that. But there has to be a reason why they never did a sequel. I feel like they talked about doing a sequel at one point, but yeah, obviously something happened where it didn't go down. I have let me do some research because I do remember hearing that there was talks of a sequel and it got shut down for some specific reason. But I'll I'll let you know later. Yeah, I mean we could put Jennifer Love Hewitt in it, call it I Still Know You're Next, and we're fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing tight T-shirts. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, Hollywood, what are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now you guys at home know roughly how the story goes. Ash, why don't you tell us how it really goes? All right, my summary. Yes, please. Synopsis. All right, it's just short. I pretty much just said, when former chubby angel Crispin brings his former T.A. turned now girlfriend to... (laughs) family's anniversary getaway all hell breaks loose when the family becomes targets to a group of animal faced killers I like it (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) oh poor chubby Christmas (laughs) I thought it was cute they were he was he uh, AJ Bowen has actually lost weight since this role Um, I like him He's not so chubby anymore. Uh, let me look him up. Yeah. People <laughs> lose weight before me. <laughs> How dare he. <laughs> okay, so we kind of touched on it in the beginning. Aaron Harson, a.k.a. Uh, Sharni Vincent, is the first final girl that we've had that is a badass from the beginning. Like, there was no moment of disrest and having to rise to the occasion to do whatever. Um, We see this even at the dinner party when Ty West, (laughs) I was going to still say Ty West, I forget his character's name now, but Tariq. Uh, When Tariq uh, was drawn to the window and uh, inevitably gets shot in the head, it isn't so much that everyone else noticed right away. But what Aaron notices is that there's glass shards on the ground and she's following the breadcrumbs. It's like, all right, well then there's a window and there. If there's glass on the ground, it came from outside. Everyone by then time knows that 
hey, he's been shot through the fucking head. And she's already preparing herself. We see her first tactical move when she goes underneath the table and she's crawling like it's a fucking obstacle course for boot camp, right? No one else hitting the ground like that. Um, my question is, was this something you think America was ready for? Because I do see where initially this film was not well received uh, other than by the horror community. And I wonder if it's because you have an actor or actress not playing to the stereotypical role. I don't know. I think, oh gosh, horror, the horror community and the horror genre has always been, um, I guess, accused of exploiting women, which a part of that is true. But there's also this other side of the coin where a lot of the films that we love in horror and that we celebrate in horror are the, the protagonist is a strong woman character. And I think Charney Vincent's character is just an, an embodiment of that. I, I don't think she's definitely a badass, but I don't think she's like, you know, the first badass of that level to come along. Um, Who would you give that to? I, I would go as far back to play Ellen Ripley from Alien. Mm. You would say her character started strong. Ellen Ripley? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought she was I thought she was very I, I thought she was very assertive and, and had you know, had her shit together. But um I thought they were both pretty strong characters. It got silent. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> back to the original alien and what Ripley's character went through mm-hmm. in comparison. Because there was no, I guess the, the one, technically Alien is horror adjacent because it's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. But um, the time it took her to start fighting back versus the time it took Aaron to start fighting back. Mm, okay. So with like Aaron, okay, I see what you're just saying. It's like the arc of us seeing this. Now I'm gonna say like an Ellen Ripley, Aaron, Ellen Ripley character. Like we saw her, I, I guess, not as strong in the beginning, but then we saw her become strong throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, I don't know. Did you have <laughs> someone in mind, Gray? No, I mean, I to me. As far as I can think of, in in a directly horror movie, I would say I can't think of someone because the I didn't think of Ellen Ripley, but if I had to go back in time, I would say uh, Sarah Connor. However, that's sci-fi as well. Terminator, yes. I like it as tar. I like to call all these movies horror if I can help it. <laughs> uh yeah i mean i would too i think adam's family i'm family value hocus pocus i think that's all horror as well nightmare for christmas um i get that we have to call it other things so people will market it and disney will pay for it um but mm. it still is what it is it's not a mistake that we watch these films yeah Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. 
I have a tangent to go on, but I'm going to wait because I don't think it's appropriate just yet. Uh-oh. But I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me what I'm going to need to do to get there. Um, <laughs> um, so I guess the, the, the question still would remain of why do you think that the movie did so poorly initially? I mean, even between uh, festival shopping and actual worldwide release, it was two years mm-hmm. for Lionsgate to pick it up. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like around this time, home invasion thrillers were popping up all over the place, like with the strangers and with them. And so I don't know if there was if there was a case of fatigue by the time your next came along. Um but I don't remember seeing major marketing for this film. I, it was definitely there, and I saw it because I'm a horror connoisseur. But I don't know if the average person, if it was like on the radar of the average person at the time. But we're also talking like almost ten years ago. My memory is shit. Yeah, I mean, I would still say just from a just strict home invasion film, The Strangers is hands down the better film for me. Uh, I think I was talking about this on Twitter last night to somebody, um, just because their whole reason for doing this is just because you were there. There isn't any other fucking subplot or any <laughs> other thing going on. It's like, hey, you just chose the wrong place at the wrong time, and this is what's yeah. going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Strangers is definitely a, a tighter film. Like a, a, There are less holes you can poke through <laughs> in The Strangers than you can with your next, as much as I love your next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I still love the film, but for me, The Strangers won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought they were going against each other. I don't know. I guess The Strangers would have filmed in 07. And I have no proof. And... I think it definitely came out in 08. Yeah, know. it came out in 08. Okay. Because <clears throat> when did the sequel come out? Was that 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it was 10 years later, yeah. I know my okay. Here's my weird tangent about the film about your next is as much of a badass as Sharni Vincent's character was, um, and I should actually know her character's name instead of referring to her by the actress, um, Aaron. As much of a badass as Aaron was, and even Z to her, you know, for her intentions in the movie, I feel like the the, the women characters in this movie were horribly written were basically just either pieces of meat or they had no personality whatsoever or or no autonomy whatsoever. Because you look at the beginning of the film where the professor... And I'm not saying this as a gay man. I'm just saying this is watching. I'm like, why does she have to be topless in this scene? Like, forget right. the fact that they're having sex. Why is she nude? And right. she has no lines whatsoever. Just she, she, Her only purpose in this movie is we see her get killed. And then with the sister and then with the... Um, uh, the sister-in-law, or Kelly. When you guys were mentioning Kelly, I'm thinking, like, who the fuck is Kelly? And I forgot she's <laughs> Joseph wife. And I'm, she had no, she, there was no personality there. There was no right. with any of those characters. And even Barbara Crampton's character, I understand this is a mother who's heavily medicated and she's under stress because she's seeing people murder in her house, but she was just in completely a weak character. She was just too zoned out so I early in the film. Yeah. Uh, 
Barbara Crampton was hugely underutilized. And I don't know if it was like a favor or if she was short on time and there was more to the character. I don't. Um, but I do feel like she was underutilized. Just playing a typical housewife. I don't know. Who's so traumatized that she can't even try to help all her other kids were alive. It's just... But can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. Do you think some of that is just intentionally done to uh, just depict how wealthy families handle themselves? The women aren't really anything, period. They're trophies. They're I not think commentary. So. Yeah. I think so, especially like with um, Kelly. That was the sister-in-law, right? I forgot mm-hmm. her. Like you can tell she just does not want to be dealing with um the bro- what's the bro- uh Drake what's mm-hmm. that his name? You can tell she- huh? Yeah, yeah, you can tell she was just like fed up. I mean, she has Vicodin ready like already popping the pills and she's just not into it. And then you have Amy who's the the youngest and she's just like your typical like, "Oh, daddy's little girl like trust fund child who just happens to be dating a independent filmmaker like it was just mm. i agree i i think in the, even the to me the commentaries kind of address with the plot of the film is that crispin never took the time to get to know that the student he's presumably taken advantage of so like he never knew that she was a badass right which would have foiled the whole plan of having her there Mm-hmm. because he just wanted to victimize her and again marginalizing women's roles or feelings um, like no we were just going to scare shit out of you but you needed to be the witness is basically his answer to her yeah, yeah. you're going to be traumatized for the rest of your life <laughs> but we're going to have millions of dollars how's 500 cents how's the engagement ring <laughs> why would I want to marry you yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know if this if the decision was conscious or not, but it just it. I know watching of this recent time left a, it's sort of a bad taste in my mouth with the way some of the the women were handled in this film. Don't ever ever express yourself as growing as a person. <laughs> no, but I can I can believe understand. Sometimes when I watch films again, it is just like. I need to go through Twitter and see if I tweeted about this because I don't want people to know this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so sometimes things don't hold up or I think encapsulates movies of their time. Like, I would say any 80s movie I have ever watched where blackface was a thing and I enjoyed it, it's because that's what was acceptable at the time. Like, do I cherish these movies now, or do I own a single movie where anyone is blackface? Uh, no. Am I even bothered by Robert Downing Jr.? No. <laughs> okay. Spe- speaking of blackface, between like Thirty Rock and Community, why were there so many TV shows on blackface in the two thousands? Right. I, I, don't. I didn't know. I didn't know blackface was that popular. Like now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I started seeing all that pop up like on Twitter and all. I'm like, wait, what? This happened in the early 2000s? Like, community, they had to cut an episode out because they had black. And like, I've seen every episode of Community. I don't even remember that. Or I've never seen head. every episode. So my gosh, 
But no, I'm, stop I mean, doing blackface. But that's the general point. It was so acceptable that we weren't even shocked at the time. Doesn't mean that we have to keep honoring it and, you know, Song of the South and all that Disney shit. But yeah. things happen. So we don't need a Shout Factory release of The Soul Man starring C. Thomas Howell. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> or... <laughs> oh, shit. We don't need that, guys. And we don't need a Criterion collection of any John Hughes films because I don't really hear, feel like hearing the word faggot in 2020. Just it, he can't. Thing. None of his films are Criterion films. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't want them doing that. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. I suggest you step your game up as a critic and get on that board because I'm yeah. sure the university. I'm gonna email Mr. and Mrs. Criterion like after the show and just say, hey, just don't even consider it. You honestly made my heart skip. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> lost complete train of thought. <laughs> I, My bad. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yes. So the movie. Um, I guess my next question is, is what was your favorite kill? Ooh. <laughs> Leonard My, to the head. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. Really? Yeah. What was yours? Well, I mean, I I like Felix's death. Don't do not get me wrong, but I think I like Crispin's better because at that point she was just uh, like, "I'm gonna kill you because I can." Like, there's not nothing else. Like, there's <laughs> it wasn't emotional. It's just matter of fact. You could tell he he knew he fucked up because look at his face. He was like, "Oh shit!" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's still asking for his dead brother, knowing damn well she has a cell phone. Where's Felix? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Drake's death was pretty disturbing because he's already hurt because of the arrow that's in his back, and then his brother Drake is or Felix is repeatedly stabbing him with different knives. Like, why won't you die? And, like, can you imagine being in Drake's position? Like, this is your brother. You had no idea he's trying to kill you, and he's trying to kill you multiple times. That's fucked up. I feel like there's always a character like that in a movie that just won't die. Isn't that, like, Othello or something? Doesn't a brother try to kill a brother? I don't mean, like, a brother. I mean, like, a brother. Let me get another beer. Uh, it might be. I, I've never read Othello. I only have seen O. Please do not judge me. <laughs> Hip hop opera. I, I, I remember when O came out. Oh, fuck. That was so controversial. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a kid. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Blender to the head. And then my second, I'll have to go with the the Amy running, getting her neck. Uh, yeah. I was about to say that as well because that was just real salty. <laughs> I tried not I to thought... laugh because they're like, okay, okay. And she's like, okay, I'm about to run. 
slow motion got her out of here i felt so bad because that was clearly her big girl moment for the family she was like i run three miles in 23 minutes i got this like i'm gonna save the family i'm gonna take off my wedges yeah (laughs) like really i'm gonna be the first one to go but that was also a stupid decision like with all that going on, like you really thought that she was going to survive that, right? You know what I mean, if that didn't get her, something was going to get her out there. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at that scene, like I already knew that, like she was going to like not make it. Yeah, I mean, the odds of you outrunning uh, uh, Arrow are slim, but maybe um, you know the adrenaline of the situation. Is just having you ignore every sign that says this is not going to work. How do they know exactly, like, what length to put the wire at? Like, you know what I mean? Because she was a little bit shorter than everybody else in the movie. So how do they, whatever. I'm just nitpicking her. You know, I'd have to rewatch it to see if there was any coaxing. Because maybe her brothers knew. Hmm. That's a scene I have to turn away every time it's on because it's something about like necks and eyes. I can't like I can't watch. So like her death scene and Crispin's death scene where he mm-hmm. takes it to the eye. Like, I I can't I can't. And Kelly kind of takes it to the eye too a little bit when they swing. Well, I guess when it was an X right that hit her across the face, uh-huh. but it was like on her like the side where I think her was her right eye. Um, and it's crazy because oh shit. That, because during that scene, there's a song playing, saying something about in your eyes or something, and it's playing. That song is playing uh, throughout the movie. So I'm, so I was watching now. Like, there's a couple of eye deaths in here, and it kind of goes with the song that's playing throughout the film. While you were saying that, I just realized everyone dies from a head wound. Mm-hmm. I never realized that. I'm going to have to watch this movie again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But now I have to wonder, like, the significance of it. Hmm. We got to ask the filmmakers. Next episode. (laughs) (laughs) True. Next episode, they'll be on. Just kidding. Uh, Was there anything in the film you guys are not a fan of? Campiness, directional... Uh, handheld that, cameras. That college profe- professor, for some reason, grossed me out. Me too. Oh, me, me too. I, th- I think that was the point. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's like I'm gonna go take a shower. It's like I think she needs the shower, dude. Right. <laughs> All sweaty and stuff. He must have been rich because he was not. Um, you know, I don't want to make fun of people's looks, but I just I didn't see their connection. She was trying to pass this class. That's what she wanted. She wanted that college degree. I guess and so. it was that earring. <laughs> the earring and the dad bod with the hair plugs. I mean, come on. I don't trust men over 40 wearing an earring. <laughs> so this film was actually based on a game called or the directional of the mask was based on a game called Hotline Miami. Have you guys ever played this when you were younger? Mm-mm. Uh, I'm going to throw a picture in the chat window. Everyone at home can Google it. 
It was like for Super Nintendo. Oh, I don't know. I I didn't. Huh. Um... Oh, I like the colors. Me too. Okay. It was a top-down shooter video game. It says it was published in October 2012. So I guess uh, they had to have previewed the game beforehand. Hmm. Well, it worked because I thought those masks were super effective. And I will also say, too, about the mask, because watching the movie the first time, I knew that there was, this wasn't just some random home invasion. I knew there was, that this family was targeted. I think they allude to it in the trailer. And I'm going to have to fact check that. Go ahead. (laughs) Me, not you. And and part of the trailer was saying, like, the animals have come out to play, or the animals are now going to hunt, because all the killers are wearing animal masks. So I thought it was, this is obviously a very a rich family. They deal with the KGB. I thought this was some type of, um, um, op, uh, uh, I don't know, protest group or something that was attacking the family. That's what I thought the movie was at first. Hmm. So I thought the mass made sense in that regard. But um, that is not what the movie's about. It's about selfish children. <laughs> I wish they would have. They could have done like a little flashback scene with um, Felix, like meeting up with the guys and like just the whole exchange, like Felix mm-hmm. and Crispin. I, I would love to have seen how that all came about. Yeah. Huh. R.I.P. Felix. Nicholas oh, Jane. maybe like yeah, they could have inserted that right before Felix tries to kill Drake. Did a little flashback before they start stabbing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felix is a little bitch. He's like, <laughs> all this is happening to me, even though I paid these people to be here. Typical rich father's blood. Typical rich boy who wants his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They all were, like, especially when you were arguing at the dinner table. I'm just like, oh my gosh, can y'all shut <laughs> up? I like, cannot stand Drake. Ugh. Drake pissed me off. I, I was like, let me knock him out. <laughs> Who, okay, out of the three of you, who, what sibling are you? Are you the younger sister? Are you Crispin? Are you Drake? Are you Felix? Oh. Killing notwithstanding. I honestly think I'm more of a Z. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to be noticed, but Uh I can get up to some shit. I don't know if that counts or not. I'll probably be an Amy. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I, I'll probably be, even though Drake was annoying, I probably will be. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to be him too. <laughs> Just to talk shit to people. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, have a Viking whenever I want. Yeah, I would be him too. <laughs> And he was a logical person in the film, man. You know, he had the arrow through him throughout the whole movie. He was, he was chilling. He was chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the arrow on his back, you know, he yeah. says he can outrun his fat, chubby brother. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's not chubby, okay? 
<laughs> I love that he just passed out like, and missed most of it. I'm sure that wasn't planned on his part. She's like, you, you blacked out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I like this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. All right. So one more question before we uh, conclude this segment. Who would you say is the actual killer of this film? Is it Felix? Is it Aaron? Is it the lamb, the tiger? Someone help me out with the other mask. It was a fox, I think. Yeah. What does he say? No. Gosh. Oh my gosh. It's took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I knew it was a reach, but thank you, Hex. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to say it or not, so I was just like, dude, dude. I can't stand y'all. <laughs> Who's the actual villain? I would say Crispin is the actual villain. He was willing to traumatize his girlfriend for financial gain. He was willing to kill his entire family. Mm-hmm. And even when he found out that his cohorts you know, Felix, since he were killed, he was like, oh, okay, well, more money for us. All right. <laughs> there was no, there's no remorse. He had dead eyes. And even when he knew he was setting his brother uh, Drake up to be murdered, he still engaged in a lot of arguments with him. He still was antagonizing. I don't know if he was antagonizing his brother, but they still had a lot of conflict right up until the very end. So, fuck Crispin. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah, I have to go with you. But then at the same time, I'm going to say that whole family's just a villain. Like, right. how the parents go and let their kids be that spoiled and just be... That whole family's just fucked up. Oh, that <laughs> I was actually going to say Aubrey and Paul. To even let children like that exist is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was well Paul. Because he was the whole moneymaker and maybe... I mean, they're all victims of it. Victims of the money. Acting stupid. Yeah. Alright, so there you have it. Your casting couch? Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to try So Ash wants to get to the casting couch. Um, Ash is ready. I was just, I mean, all. This is a segment of the show where we use our creative brains to recast. And tell you how who would you like to see in this role? So we will get started with you, Bobby. Who would oh. you like to see recast as the principal character, Aaron? Okay, so I was thinking hard about this, but I said, you know what? This movie needs a lead and somebody of color. So yes. um, I was thinking uh, maybe Kiersey Clemens. I would like Ooh, to see her. Okay. Yeah, I would like to see her as Erin and kind of like take the lead because I mean, she she just she's a badass, so why not have her in this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw her in Sweetheart. Yeah, and she did a good job in Sweetheart. So yeah. I want to see more of her. So I feel like she would have it in her to take a role like this. Okay, I like that. I like that. Well, then everyone's uh, on board. <laughs> All right, Ash, who would you recast as Felix, the brother with the heart of gold? 
<laughs> I have to go with Shiloh Fernandez. Yes. <laughs> Evil I Dead to... and Dead Girl. Mm-hmm. I just love him. He's a snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, he could play like a sweetheart. He could play a badass. Like, he could just, uh, he has what it takes to play this character. I was thinking about someone else, but I was like, no, because I feel like his looks would give it away. Who? I did not know that was this guy's name. I actually do know who he is. Who? Oh, Shiloh? Shiloh? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Why did I forget his name? Ezra? Ezra Miller? Yeah. From The Flash? Yeah, I was thinking about him, but I was like, he just has that look. If you just look at him, you're like, mm-hmm, you up to something. <laughs> and he's not above knocking down women. Yeah. That's, <laughs> see? <laughs> see? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta wait to see if he's guilty of that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, moving right on to Devin, Z, who would you like to see as the snarky sidekick with, um, I don't know, nails in her G-string? Nails in her G-string? Okay. I don't know. I feel like Wendy Williams <laughs> played Z so dark. So I have two options. I have two choices. The first one is Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I um, can't see her saying, fuck me next to your dead mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's but she's like my age, so I don't know if they would cast her in that role. So my backup would actually be Zendaya. Just oh, okay. I could not see her saying that. <laughs> oh, have you seen Have you seen Euphoria? I was just about to say that. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. She said some shit on that show. Yeah, <laughs> whole different. Person. She needs her flowers. <laughs> yeah. All the heroine in the world. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, she is. It's, oh uh, this, it's on brand. <laughs> All right. So when I was thinking of Crispin, believe it or not, and I this is not my real choice, but my first answer was Leonardo DiCaprio. Because he's always played that fucking... Devonier con artist, like I think that's why mm. the Academy doesn't give him Oscars that often, because he's essentially playing a different version of the same thing all the time. Um, and probably during I, that time he had his dad bought too, so yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, especially college professor sleeping with college. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I came back down to earth, and Ash came to mind. <laughs> And I was like, if she was a TA, she oh, would definitely oh, oh. speak with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, that was in my head. I was just thinking about <laughs> Wow. Because he can really play that scumbag that explains to you why it's your fault that <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. I'm glad you thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll cheat on you and then blame it on you. Yeah, that's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> hey, just, okay, let me ask is Leonardo DiCaprio attractive? I don't. I can't tell anymore. Uh, attractive? I don't think anymore. Yeah. He kind of lost oh. that touch. Okay. So, like, we would all say no, right? Yeah, I think he's literally gone the way of Jack Nicholson. Ooh. Mm. Jack Nicholson was great looking as well, and then we all know what we see on the sidelines of the basketball games. 
No disrespect. I'm just saying he got to find didn't care. I gotta find the pictures where Jack Nicholson was attractive. What year are we talking? Have you seen Chinatown? Let me see. Jack Nicholson. He's really tight. Maybe Why? one flew over to Cuckoo's Nest. He was kind of okay, but... Okay, younger there. One flew... Okay, let me see. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Sure. Fine. Really? Okay. I can see the potential. Like, I'm looking at him. Like, I'm, I'm looking at him here at one flew over to Cuckoo's Nest. But I can see the potential of what he'll become based on his forehead. So, I don't know if I would consider him that one i don't know okay all right he's okay no he's not no give me another i mean you got to think about of that time right because al pacino was attractive um yes he was (laughs) his name escapes me not al pacino but robert de niro yes bobby de niro Taxi driver. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, he was attractive. Yeah, like those Actually, type of guys were what people were into. He's still attractive. And he's single. Damn, you had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but he does like the dark meat, so you might have a chance. Yes, yes he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. so Get a flight back to New York real quick. <laughs> Shit. All right, anyway, so I think I know the answer to this question, but we got to ask, would you recommend this movie? Devin? Yes. Ash? Yes. Bobby? (laughs) 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 Yes, I... (laughs) I would recommend this movie. I love it. So would I. Um... Now that I think about it, I want to see if I can watch the whole... I'm going to look up the song that's playing at the neighbor's house and see if I can watch the whole movie just listening to that and nothing else. Yeah. So what edibles will you take when you do that? Any of I just thought... We'll talk about I cannot imagine doing that in a clean state of mind. But I think it's got to be interesting. I've seen this movie I don't know how many times. I am um, proud owner of the Scream Factory version. Um, and I will say we did. I feel like we chose a good like recasting. So like I got actually see like those people playing these characters. Yeah, I think all of our characters work together actually. Yeah, I can see that. All right, well then, before we wrap the show up, there's one thing we got to do. It is the most important part of the show, uh, because I said so. We got to play Mary Fuck Kill. Oh, yay! According to IMDb, our top three build actors for your next are one, Sharni Vinson, who played Aaron, one, Nicholas Tucci, that played Felix, and... America's sweetheart, Wendy Glenn, who played Z. I feel bad because Nicholas Tucci has passed. Um, So skull fucking is out of the question? 
Yeah. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> okay. Can we, we substitute will... homework AJ Bowen? Yeah, we can. Uh, we. Can... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he passed up. I hope it wasn't COVID. Cancer. Was this Cancer. Year. Okay. Yeah, he passed like I want to say February, March of this year. Yeah, I remember coming back from vacation and seeing that. <clears throat> um. Yeah, we'll do AJ Bowden. We'll get you next time, Nick. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Uh, <laughs> Ash, we're going to start with Bobby. Oh, well. <laughs> that was a huge curveball. <laughs> okay. Um, Mar- so I would marry uh, Sharni Vincent. Uh, I would fuck Wendy Glenn. And I, I guess I would kill AJ Bowen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just because based off their characters, so I'm just going by my attraction to them as their characters. But yeah. Uh, Ash, I'm gonna let Devin go next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would marry Aaron. You know, obvious reasons. I would fuck. Um, I would fuck Crispin because you know, Dick. And then I would. <laughs> oh my god. Z. <laughs> because like, what monster <laughs> wants to have sex next to my mother's corpse? Like, like you know, get the fuck out of here. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh never mind. Oh wow. <laughs> All right, and finally, I'm going to let Ash go after me. (laughs) Um, I would actually marry Wendy or, yeah, Wendy, Glenn, or Z. Uh, I figure you need a woman that's just going to go along with anything that you might get into. And she seemed down for fucking whatever. Won't go say shit. I think... That's good marriage material. <laughs> I didn't know you were such an alpha. Great. <laughs> oh, it gets better because I would have to fuck Crispin. Uh, I like Devin's reasons. And <laughs> I would have to uh, kill Aaron. Like, can't have her around besting me. Like, if I say the wrong thing, I'm not trying to get stabbed in the eyeball. You would want somebody like that on your side. Come on. Nope. This is your you saw how quick she turned on Crispin? <laughs> that was Crispin's fault. Right. Let there be one brown stain in my underwear and see if she'll <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, done. Good night. Are there any other podcasts that are hiring right now? <laughs> Just saying, I refuse to take that chance. <laughs> I'm like really in tears right now. Oh my God. And like the fucked up part about it is, I completely understand Ray's logic. Like it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, <welcome. laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, Ash. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh. I would go with Mary, Crispin, fuck Aaron, kill Z, and then 
Yeah, and then if Christmas pissed me off, then I'll have Aaron kill him off. And there we go. There you go. There you and go. We'll take his money. Full circle. 500000 yeah. As a caveat, I would marry Crispin if like this was like a year after all of this because he would have all that money. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be a part of the murdering. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I guess the lesson to be learned here is marry your professor before you go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Because I got student loans and that <laughs> money would come in handy. <laughs> No, that's right. All right, guys. Another one done in the books. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> tell the people at home where they can find you. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S. Also, my YouTube channel by the same name. Yay! All right, and Ash. <laughs> Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle to Ashes. And I was a guest on two podcasts that you should listen to. That's I was a guest on Behind the Screens where we discuss our top five international horror. And y'all know I'm a big fan of international horror. And I was also a guest on um, Father and Son Watch Horror Movies and we talked about No One Lives. So Keep a lookout for those episodes. Yes. Our little podcast celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Devin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on, so, on Twitter and Instagram at I Need You Jesse, all one word. Also at I Need You Jesse.com and Something Ghoulish. Oh. com. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> And as always, you can find me on whatever social medias I'm on at Gray himself as G-R-A himself, uh, as well as articles coming soon. If you guys are listening to this in real time on Thursday, uh, we will have an article on something ghoulish next Monday uh, with more details about Aaron and her antics. And as always, please comment, like, subscribe on the Apple Podcasts whatever that thing's called, store, it changes, right? It's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Find us there, leave us a review, give us some star points. Uh, We are giving away a t-shirt to one lucky listener, whoever leaves the best comment. I guess we'll pull it at the end of this month. So 10 days left, maybe 11, who can count? (laughs) It won't be that number at all by the time you guys hear this. Anyway, you can find the podcast itself wherever you download podcasts because you're already listening to it, as well as on social media at Kill the Dead Pod on Twitter. We have a Twitch channel we are not doing enough with. But uh, more details on that later. Say goodnight, folks. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.